All right, let's get back out to the uh, Smart Rain special guest line. He also uh, makes the magic happen at kslsports.com. He covers the Utes. He's Trevor Allen with us here on Jake and Ben. Hi, Trevor. Jake, Ben, how are you guys on, on this cloudy Friday? Uh, feeling good. Are you, uh, how do you think Utah's feeling going into this game tomorrow? It's the you know one of the best, at least the most highly rated teams to ever come in and play at Rice Eccles Stadium. I mean, the way you guys look at it, I, I, I would like to a- ask you guys a question. This is the biggest Utah football home game since. We were batting that about. I I'm gonna go with with Mariota and company coming to town back the Kalen Clay game. And I'm thinking USC. A few years ago, USC has come in. Not you know not two years ago, but a few years before that the they Sam, came in. The Sam Darnold one. Yes, and and they they ended up getting some big victories. So it's been a while. You guys, you got you guys don't want to go all the way back to 2008 when 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 the Horn Frogs came in against an undefeated Utes. It was a big that was, yeah, it was a big, big game. game. Or, or the next year where. Or was it two years later that TCU trounced Utah? Yeah, it was two home? years later, yeah. but 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 no one really wants to talk about that one. Um, yeah, I mean the the guys are really feeling good about this game. They're they're feeling confident, especially on offense, uh, defense. They're they're trying to work out some kinks. I mean, there were some guys who who went out of that game. Vivian Marks is a guy who uh, went, went went out of that game against the Wildcats last week. So Utah is really starting to get a little bit depleted in that secondary. Um, and then you, you you look at who's coming in. Oregon is a very good football team, but I think they might be a little overrated. Um, one of the reasons why they are, they are in the top five is because they went over to the shoe and beat the beat the Buckeyes on their home turf, and and that was early in the year. Um, but Travis Dye is an absolute dynamic playmaker. Kayvon Thibodeau, um, you know, created havoc in that 2019 title game uh, over in in uh, Santa Clara and. The fact that um, he's now two years older and wiser and all that, just it's scary to think. Um, but all in all, Utah is very confident going into this game, and they're looking at it as just another game. Can Utah stop the run, Trevor? That is a great question, and one that I, I think is going to take a lot of effort um, because Travis Dye can do a, a bunch of different things, Byron Cardwell, is a guy Utah was was really high on coming out of high school. Um, he, he's really, you know, turned into one of those really dynamic playmakers who can spell Travis Dye a little bit. Um, but also, they they use their their backs in, in different ways. And so, the fact that you're not only going to have to try and, and get them out of the run, but you're going to have to try and and not let them get get chunk yards passing the ball out of the backfield. Um, Devin Lloyd and and, and uh, Nephi Sewell are going to have to have humongous games. The corners are going to have to play really well and tackle in space. There's a lot of missed tackles in that Arizona game. You can't have that happen against Oregon. Who's got more momentum coming into this game, Trevor? Oh, geez. I don't know because Oregon didn't look great against Washington State last week. And um, Utah didn't look great against the Wildcats. So I, I would say just solely the fact that that Utah had to really grind out a game where there was a ton of penalties, ton of costly penalties. Um, I don't know. That that's actually a really great question. But I would say Utah slightly, just slightly, because Oregon was was at at home against Washington State, and you know they're they're starting to kind of turn it into the team we all thought they would be. Is there anything to this buzz around Coach Witt possibly retiring this year? <laughs> That was actually funny when that uh, when that uh, came up. I haven't heard anything. 
And you guys know Witt just as well as I do. He, he keeps things close to the best. But I have been asked if the, the two, two tragedies that happened with Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe have maybe sped up the process of him, potentially try, trying to retire a little bit earlier, I would say yes. Um, maybe instead of you know three or four years, you're looking at maybe two more years. Um, and again, it's just speculation. And I have no knowledge of when he's going to retire. But, and I also think he wants to wait and see what happens with, with Morgan Scally getting that you know head, head coach and waiting title back. It's not back yet, but uh, it's only about a year and a half since that uh, scandal happened. And so for him to be able to earn that back, you got to be able to, you know, maybe, maybe with h- hanging on to that, but maybe the, the, the uh, clock's taken a little bit more since the, the tragic passings of Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe. How aware do you think uh, the Utes are that if they lose this game, they're probably guaranteeing themselves a spot into the Rose Bowl, and how much does that factor into anything? I mean, they it's it's definitely that that a silver lining that you normally don't have when you go into a ginormous college football game. Um, they they you know do know the the whole, the whole scenario and all that stuff and how it works, but they're going to try and 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 uh, get themselves to the Rose Bowl the way they want to, and that is beating Oregon twice. But that is definitely a a very nice silver lining to have that if you do lose, lose that game, you're still in that race for the you know Pac-12 South title to go to to the championship game and still go to the Rose Bowl. So yeah, I actually think that that's kind of in the back of their minds. And maybe it eases some of the nerves a little bit, but they're not going to go out there and just, you know, completely botch it. Last thing for me, Trevor, uh, using your critical eye, how would you improve the jazz beat at kslsports.com? Oh, man. What do we need to do where, better? Where do I start? Um, no, honestly, uh, Ben does a great job. He, he's <laughs> one of those guys who uh, definitely works hard, keeps a close eye on everything, um, keeps us on our toes, too. Um, I know it is easy working with, with me on those games um, because I'm trying to type up some other stuff for, for, for the UB and I'm just like, hey, I've got the game on, but if something happens, will you just message me, you know, kind of thing. But no, Ben, ben does a great job. I don't, I don't think there's anything critical that I would change. Uh, I actually think that, that the uh, Zone, Zone Sports Network and uh, kslsports.com has the best coverage of the Jazz. Thanks, Trev. I do too. I agree with that, kind of. <laughs> Pre-game shows, you know, it's room for improvement well, for sure. But now, what, what would you guys say would would be critical of me being better in my youth coverage? Well, really everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's you know, and it's really cool. Uh, you you know, you and Mitch coming on our show, but uh, but really having uh, access to such uh, great coverage talent uh, across KSOSports.com. And I'm teasing Ben. I'm teasing uh, is is really an asset for us on the radio side. So we're we're we appreciate uh, you what you do, Trevor, and that you're willing to come on and clan around with us on Friday. Thanks for jumping on, Trev. Thanks, guys. So, sorry about the voice. I'm getting over a cold. I'm, I'm trying to get all. Rest it up for Saturday. All good, buddy. Hey, Ben and I both have kids with croup, so, you know, it's happening. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Good luck to you guys. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Trevor. Trevor Allen covers the youths for kslsports.com. You remember I told you when we first started working together that me and uh, Kyle Gunther, my old show host, we, used to, we started dressing alike. Uh-huh. Just, like, naturally we'd come to work and we'd have the exact same outfit on. 
You and I very quickly got to this point. Now, we're not dressed like today. Do you remember the other day we both had the exact same dinner? Uh-huh. We both talked about how we had yeah. butter chicken that we made Which at home. Weird. Yeah. And now both of our kids have croup. Yeah. You and I are getting to this point where you and I are going to be living the exact same lifestyle, mirrored with a course of a couple of yeah. you know natural changes. But you and I are going to get to this point where our rhythm is identical with one another, and it's going to be bizarro. Well, you're really going to need to get some more John Watson Chevrolet sweatshirts. If that's... <laughs> Jake Hatch has that on. Uh, he's got that on lock now. He's hosting the. I've never hosted a banquet. Really? I must not be good because it seems like everyone in this biz gets uh, gets to host a banquet. Gets, gets asked to host a banquet, and no one's asking me. Well, get on it, Ben. What does that say about <laughs> yeah, you? I'll twist some arms. Top three stories at KSLSports.com coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.